Hello, this is Billy Moon. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. It's 2022 already, season three. As COVID stays in our lives, I missed talking and learning from other creatives. And I discovered a newfound hobby of connecting people to other people to get close to their dreams. So bear with my interview skills, if any, and dive into the stills of life. Are you ready? Let's go. Billy, 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 Billy. Eddie Chen, we finally meet. Thank you for being here. This is the first time we're meeting, right? It is, yeah. We're, we're outside the digital world and we're finally face to face. Crazy. <laughs> How just, are you? I'm good. You just finished the Idol for HBO. I did. How did that go? It was long. How long? Almost a year. No way. Yes. Come on. I've been on it since since November like 27th or something. Mm. It's with a good group of people that I've been working with. Sam, his wife Ashley produced Idol. Mm-hmm. And I've known Ashley for a long time, which is a funny story because I used to work for Ashley when she worked at Soho House. I used to be their in-house photographer. Oh, wow. So it's a small world. And then we, we bumped into each other on the pilot of Euphoria, which of course was like four years ago. Hard to believe. Back in 2018. And yeah, she was like, I'm like, what are you doing here? And she's like, my last name's Levinson. And I'm like, oh, you're married to Sam. Oh, yeah. How amazing. Um, so yeah, it's... um. It's a good group of people and you know when you're on set for for that long of a duration like euphoria went first season went like eight months and then second season also went like eight months you you end up realizing you spend almost Almost more time with people you work with than with your own family members you know when i when when we used to use blimps oh back in the day those yes i developed a ganglion. Um, a, a who? A ganglion. It's spelled gang lion. Is that like a dragon? It seems like comes out of your hand. Yeah, it's like a crazy cyst, like oh. fluid bubble. It formed on my wrist, and I had to get it popped like a couple of times. Oh, couple? Yeah, it happened like twice. It really hurt. It started out like a, like so small, like a fluid oh. sack. It was like the size of a BB and then became the size of like a gumball. Oh, I'm glad we're talking about this. But you know what? No more blimps. Unless yeah. you want to shoot film. <laughs> I, I came into the scene uh, right after blimps died. So I'm so like in oh, 2017, I think is when I went from Nikon to Fuji. Oh, you're a Fuji guy. I'm a Fuji guy. I love their color, their price point. I think they just, it just looks, it doesn't look as digital as oh. all the rest. Um, Interesting. And something about, it has to be they used to make film and so they know how to really do those film simulations um well and um there are limitations though there's so much limitations with fujis and low light their autofocus tracking is still not on point Mm. um but i can't get away from them i yeah i was on the x-t3s for for a long time for like at least my mentor loves those yeah who's your mentor david james Oh, yeah, he shoots on Fuji's. He shot some of the Mission Impossible stuff on Fuji's. Yeah. yeah. Like XT2s or something. Yeah. Twos and threes, yeah. Twos and threes. Yeah, I've been using the three. I did, I think, season one of Euphoria halfway through, all, all like on threes, and then all of season two on threes, and, you know, every other job in between on threes, and then they kind of broke. And then I just got the XH2Ss, 
and I feel like I'm still getting used to them. I don't like the screen. The screen is like weird selfies kind of screens, you know, for mm. like vloggers. Yeah, vloggers, yeah. It's like influencers a influencing nothing. It's kind of vlogging cameras. Um, I saw on your website you you were there on Oscar night when La La Land was. Oh yeah, I got the shot. I was a uh, center stage main teleprompter. Yeah, I saw that. So, that photo was on a uh, Hollywood Reporter on the on the I actual hard Should have paid you extra. They should have. Yeah. What was that like? Nobody really knew what was going on. As like, it was read out loud? Yeah, as it was happening, nobody knew. And then you saw all this scuffle. And then that's when you're like, okay, maybe I should like look through the camera and just get ready and just start shooting. And wow. you know, our cameras were tethered. There was a whole room in the back of ABC employees that were like people that got the photos that came in through right. we were shooting tethered. And then there was a second row of people that were doing retouching right and then a third row that were posting yeah they got to get ready for these they no, they it was like live updates it was insane it was such a production it was such a um treat to to you shoot were, the oscar you were physically wired to that yeah room? we were physically wired ethernet crowd? yeah yeah there's so that? many cables and stuff i was i was How shooting on a d d5 or d4 uh-huh and um well, let's yeah. just talk about the logistics. How do you? How are you able to move around comfortably when you have? You a can't freaking table. No, I was. It was. They hired our team. Um, Who's of, they? Of dudes. Um, ABC. ABC. Yeah. Okay. So it was like me, Adam, Greg, Patrick, and Tyler. Uh huh. And we all had certain positions. Like I was main teleprompter. Patrick was up on the rafters. Um, Adam was backstage. Like doing all the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, that that looks fun. Greg did red carpet. Tyler did um, the press room, like stuff like that. We all had our own positions, and it was um, good memory. But it was wild. It was like you can't use the bathroom for like five hours. Come on, you can't. You couldn't leave your post because if you did, then you'll miss something. You'll yeah. Once they go live again, they close the doors. You can't come in until commercial break and then you'll miss like the whole segment so it was you it really was, can't use the restroom i just i was so dehydrated I how just did the celebrities use the restroom i just they could use the restroom they could come oh. in and out we couldn't you know another one of those above and below the line that was interesting that was a good experience every year i think at the end of the year i like try to recount all the memorable projects i worked on that year that was fun the Oscars? Yeah, it looks like torture to me. It was fun. It was, I mean, it was a treat. It was an experience, you know? Yeah. When are you, I mean, I've never been to the Oscars since. I never photographed yeah. the Oscars. I bet you wish you did. But I think one and done is kind of nice for some Yeah, things, yeah. You know? I think Oscars was was one of those events, like, you shoot it once and you're like, oh, that was cool. Just but. to have that experience, for sure. Yeah, and it was a memorable one. Like you yeah. said, it was like, everybody's going to... Nobody's going to remember any other Oscars, but they'll remember that one where they fucked it up. <laughs> yep. What would you say is the biggest failure in your life that you're glad it happened? Oh, that I never finished uni. I was like one paper away from graduating. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. It was a, it's called a capstone at my university. It was like, it had to be a 50 page research paper. And most people started it maybe their junior year, start gathering research material, choosing their topic. I started the paper, I think three nights before it was due in my senior year. And oh I was like, God. oh, I don't think I could do this. 
And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm not doing it. They let me walk, and then I had to come back for another quarter to, like, finish it, and I still didn't finish it. I went back for another quarter, fucked around, didn't finish it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be a photographer. Peace out. I don't know if I would call that a failure, though. I did, Yeah, I failed. I didn't graduate. I, I don't have a diploma. And then, you know, I moved up to L.A., start pursuing photography, cold calling people. You, you know. don't regret that, do you? But At the time, it w- I felt like kind of like, oh, bro, you should finish. You're so close. And then a lot of people around me are like, dude, you got to finish. Why do I have to finish? You know, I don't I'm never going to do anything with social behavioral science. I, I don't, don't give a is. shit. Um, I'm going to take photos for a living. I'm out. To Sounds LA. like you did the right thing. But I remember there was a moment in L.A., maybe, I don't know, six months, eight months, a year in trying to do photography. I was like, oh, this is really hard. Maybe I need to get a job. And then I applied for this job at Disney Corporate. Oh, yeah, I know. That would have been the. Oh, you didn't get this that. was this was amazing, too. They were like looking for some kind of analyst like that worked with some kind of software programs like Oracle and and SQL Server. What is it called? I don't know. But I, I've worked with those programs uh-huh. um, before. And they were like, oh, you're the perfect candidate. But one of their prereqs was you had to be a college graduate. And I said I was going to graduate. <laughs> and then uh, and they're like, they when? did the background check. And then they're like, yeah, they don't have any record of you as a graduate. And then they just like, and that was it. And well, how it do you feel about it now? After it happened, I didn't give a shit. I yeah, like, you got ah, 10 cameras whatever. and five cars and look at you. I, I've been like looking at your website and you've, you've been around, man. You've been shot all kinds of things to get in the union. Oh, Food Network stuff? That was an interesting story. Yeah, I got burned that. on on by Food Network. Did you spend years on that and to get your days? I spent, they give you, what, three years to get your 100, 100 days. days. I yeah. spent two and a half years on like multiple Food Network shows. And then I got my days. And then even after I got the, got into the union, I was still shooting tons of Food Network stuff, non-union stuff for the first like maybe two years. Wow. And then, yeah, and then it, some something weird happened with like the union and flipping a Food Network show. And my name got thrown in the mix as like the people person that called the union. And so I felt like I got thrown under the bus. And this like relationship I had with a photo producer at Food Network she like really burned me and yeah it was it was shitty because it was like a seven-year relationship and i was like so confused i was like really you're just gonna throw me under the bus like that and that's my first glimpse of oh this industry is pretty cutthroat like people when it comes down to it they'll just save their own skin and throw you under the bus if they have to and yeah so that was a reality check that happened in 2017 and I was like really bummed about about it. It really got to me. And then, wow. And then after that, I was like, you know what? Fuck them. Fuck you guys. Scripts Network. I'll yeah. find my own way. Yeah. Um, which now? was fine because you know I was already in this collective that we started, and those guys like started feeding me work, and that's when I started working more network and going all union stuff and which made sense because I needed the hours for insurance. And cause at that point I just never qualified for insurance. 
and then um yeah and then I just started working union stuff I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine was like my first show Barbara Lake at Fox at the time gave me and then I just did Brooklyn Nine-Nine like for for seasons and then you know you start branching out because then all of my shit was like Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> and that was fun to work on because you know that was my first glimpse of like oh if you're on a show for long enough you can ingratiate yourself with the crew yeah your department you'll and, be memorable for sure yeah yeah and then the cast knows you and they they trust you and they that's when i started understanding like building relationships and rapport with people on set yeah have you only end. been shooting in la yeah i'm a tv shooter um because i have two big dogs and i have to oh yeah be, you home. be home yeah you have to be home what do you, have? Like, you have to go home every night i have a german australian <gasps> shepherd and then uh a lab chow mix you should have brought them no they're too crazy they're so lazy my lab chow mix is so lazy she like wakes me up in the morning i feed her i walk her i feed them and then she goes back to sleep Aww. they're old they're like 10 11 oh yeah yeah you gotta be home yeah yeah you gotta be home and so it's been tough for me to like do travel jobs and when i do it's like my mom looks after one of them and the other the other one i get dog walkers or whatever and so it's tough but my girlfriend helped me out back in may when i went to new york and mexico city because yeah those were just opportunities i felt like i really needed to do and she really helped me out so that's nice and she's moving in with me so that'll be also nice too oh i thought you were married i was yeah and i, oh. I had a divorce and then how long have you been with your girlfriend um i've known her for for over a, a decade and a half um, she was my girlfriend when I was really young, when we were like kids, like in our twenties. Oh, and then, yeah, and so it's like um, a J Lo thing. Oh yeah, yeah. We're probably that's probably the best. <laughs> you have that foundation comparison, already. yeah, because she was married before she got a divorce, uh huh, and then we got together, and you know we've been on and off for the past like sixteen years. Sixteen. But this time, I feel like we're the timing's right. Yeah, we're gonna get hitched, probably have a kid. That's great. Move to Idaho, buy a farm. No, that's not gonna happen. No, we're LA folks. Oh, good for you, man. Thanks. Is she in the industry too? She is not. She's more in the fashion industry, which could be chaotic in itself. Mm. Fashion production, you know. But she's known that I've been doing this for a long time. I lived with her when I quit university. I moved to, we used to live in K-Town back in the day. And and she she was like there, you know, when I was just starting out, getting these odd jobs here and there. It was really interesting. You know, these uh, non-union indie producers, they always want to hire people like us, but they always call us BTS photographers. Oh, yeah. I hate it when people say that. And it drives me up a wall. Yeah. They're like, you're such a good BTS. What? It's not. That's what we, that's something we do. But just we're just call it, us a still photographer, you know, or a photographer. Just call us a photographer. I, I'm quite mind blown that that term is still not like spreading. Still like, photographer? They, yeah, they don't know. Yeah, they're just like, oh, he's a BTS photographer. Even though in the credits it says still photographer. Yeah, they don't know. It's all over IMDb. That's our official title. Oh, still photographer. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but these uh, younger filmmakers, they just BTS. Kinda, they think about their own glory, I guess, as crew members. So they keep calling us BTS photographers. I don't know. Maybe it's interesting. Yeah, and they only offer like two fifty a day, or even like one fifty a day. 
or maybe even 400 a day, which is. But it works, right, for the union. What what are the rules now? It has to be still minimum wage, right? Minimum wage. Okay. Yeah. So it qualifies for minimum wage. Yeah, you yeah. need like a call sheet, you need a producer's right, letter, all right, that right. stuff. Do you ever run into that, like feeling like we're not super valued people on set? We're really there just to um, not be in people's way, but yet do our job simultaneously. Yeah. I feel that way sometimes, but I also feel like it's the best job in the world. Look, we're the last one on set, first one out. I, our bosses are never on set. They're like in an That's office true. in New York. We go in, we do our thing, you know, we get out. We're the only ones on set that are technically allowed to take photos. Our whole job is like, you're taking photos. Like, yeah, there'll be crew members that snap photos here and there, but then they have to get back to work, whether mm -hmm. it's like being a grip or, you know, um, 728 or whatever. And our job is just to go around and take photos. And it's great. It's like, we create these like really good relationships with talent. We're allowed the access that most people don't get. I guess that's why people are like, oh, behind the scenes, you get so much good behind the scenes content. But yeah, I think it's a, it's, I don't, I don't mind the, where we stand on set because for the most part, I think we're well-liked. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know. Some people hate me. Most Some people of the time. are like, that motherfucker, like, you get always at? shows up fucking three hours after call and like leaves like two hours before wrap. And if they ask you why, you're just like, oh, I have to go edit these pictures. I'm like, I got my shit, you know? It's a closed scene. There was a lot of closed sets on Idol. And, of course. Uh, That's good. I mean, it's yes and no. I mean, because, you know, I want to get content, but like at the same time, yeah. sometimes you just can't. And you're sometimes you know the network can't use it. It's like they're not going to use photos of Lily naked. It just doesn't work. And yeah. We have a good job. It's um, it's a good position. Okay. And it's it's valued. I think Sam is very creative, very collaborative. The uh, the weekend, oh my God, he was. How is he? He's amazing. Abel is such a talented. He can act. Artist. He he could definitely act. I don't know if people will be surprised that he can act because he's an entertainer. He's such an amazing entertainer, a really collaborative artist, creative. No ego. I mean, none that you see like really on set that comes out. No. The first week I met him, he gave me his phone number. He like, what? was like, hey, let's get on a text text chain together. Let me know whenever you need photos, what you think is good. And we like spitball like photo ideas back and forth sometimes. And wow, it's like crazy, you know? So that was a treat to work with somebody like him. And I, I was a fan of him before that, mm -hmm. you know, and it was hard to not sing. come off that way you know like when i met yeah. him but he's he's awesome and i'll say this like at the wrap yes we got these envelopes handed to us oh boy car keys the producers were like open this at home oh. you know it's from abel but it was a really nice note from him and there was 500 dollars cash wow. to every single crew member wow like 200 crew member yeah and, you know, some people will be like, well, dude, the guy's like a multimillionaire. I'm like, I worked on plenty of shows with multimillionaires. I've never gotten a $500 rap gift in cash. <laughs> so he literally had his estate manager meet, meet at um, the club we were shooting at the last night we were shooting to secure the bag of money from the bank. Wow. And him and... Um, 
his assistant Austin and his, so his, nice his partner Reza was like stuffing envelopes with five hundred dollars cash. Wow, for the crew, yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's like he has such appreciation, and the note was so sweet. You know, we shot at his house. Hmm. We used his actual house for version two, and you know, he was just saying like the creativity and all this is infused in the walls of my home forever. <laughs> it's so funny because it's <laughs> so true. We totally fucked up his house. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I mean, they'll they they'll take care of it, get a fix. But um, but yeah, what a um, just amazingly talented and genuine person, and and the fact that he has that heart to give back and appreciate. It's um, I don't know. I think it's something special in this day mm-hmm. and age. And yeah, I will always you know respect him for that. And think about, I just think about like how many people he um he made really happy when they opened that up you mm-hmm. know it's like a costco trip it's a lot it's, yeah, a, it's lot. a lot it's a lot you uh, can pay half your bills you can get by yeah you can do whatever right it just yeah. you know it Go gambling some, right it could it can mean the difference for somebody yeah so that, that was, kind of thing is rare you usually get like so a rare you get a hat or a jacket usually you, you know yeah we got hoodies too but <laughs> and a hat <laughs> yeah i want a hoodie <laughs> fuck and i texted him like the next day i was like yo thank you for the gift you know, I love you. You know, he was like, love you hearts. Yeah. Really cool guy. That's so crazy. Like you got his personal phone number from the beginning and then from the beginning. Yeah. And then um, you guys, te- he actually responds. Most of my friends don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most of my friends. Oh, I've been so there. busy. I really enjoyed working with him, with Lily. Lily's amazing. Super sweet, super down to earth. I can't wait for people to see the photos. Um, oh, question. Mm-hmm. When you shoot on film, and it's you know it's top secret. So, you, but you have to dev and scan these lab. Yeah, yeah, at a lab. Yeah, the, so, the labs will sign an NDA. You yeah. provide the NDA, and it's like hey, HBO. Oh, so provides. Like, you NDA. tell them please sign this. Yeah, you gotta sign this. Yeah, but the lab I work with, they're great. They're such a pro lab. They've been around just as long as the I didn't icon. know about that. And you recommended it to me, and I loved what they did. Oh, did you the, go there? Yeah, the turnaround right? was really quick. Yeah, they're cool. And uh, it's, a, it's a decent size. Yeah, they could. Yeah, they go. They could do much bigger sizes too. Like the, the key like, art for Euphoria, they did, and they had yeah. to rescan it. They did an Imicon scan at like a hundred, you know, megabytes. I'm glad I asked that. Photo and print. I, I don't know. In Glendale, what the lab? Yeah, because yeah. you know you have like. Where do you go to? Icon. No. Oh. Should I? No. Do not. Bad recommend. press for them. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm gonna start going to the Glen that one photo lab. Yeah. Yeah. From now Digital on. Digital photo and print yeah. studio in Glendale. Yeah, they're great. They do so many people's photos, but they did. Um, and you know, they're AAPI, so I really wanted to support mm. them. They're family owned. Been around for like Got thirty feeling, yeah. eight years. Um, but every time you drop off a roll, you always they have to sign it again each time. No, they just they've signed it once, just once. And so they okay. you know. It covers any it. HBO property from no matter how many roles it's it, it all applies. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, for us, we don't own any of our images. It's all HBO. I still property. own them. Good for you. That's going to change <laughs> no, once don't. you're once you're in the union. <laughs> What's the best external hard drive? I use Samsung. Those little ones. The SSD. Yeah, they're T7? super quick. They're they're relatively inexpensive. Um, oh, I don't you know. know. It's like two hundred bucks for two terabytes is it that much i mean you're gonna pay like more when you buy a lacy one and people they keep going to sleep i don't like lacy. yeah i don't care for lacy but yeah you want ssd 
Yeah. Is, do you ever go back to through your images and delete shit? Yes. Yeah. Like I'll delete all the JPEGs, keep the RAWs, you know. Sometimes but, I delete the RAWs too. Yeah, sometimes I'll delete whole if shows. If it's a project that doesn't... Eh, yeah, right? Like yeah. Or it went away or too. it ended. Personal stuff you delete? I don't all think my, I delete My ex-girlfriend pictures, they're all gone. Well... They're all right. dead. Yeah, they're yeah, all yeah, dead yeah. to me, Eddie. Nice. They're dead. Yeah, they're dead to my girlfriend too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so far all the budgets that you've been stepping on have been really great. So what's your like tenant every time you step on the first day? Like what do you usually do? Oh, it's the, so that's the thing. Like for Idol specifically, I remember like one of my first weeks, first days on set, I talked to one of the producers that I've worked with from like euphoria his name is uh i call him harry hey harry harry's the best harrison um so i went up to harry i'm like yo harry you gotta make an introduction for me like i can't just start taking photos of abel the weekend you like introduce me so he oh knows. you don't normally go up to the lead and say like Hi. sometimes i do it depends right but that show is like right from the beginning it was like it's a very dark show yeah you know the the content is like you know very, very graphic very graphic which whatever. i love and so i love um, it i love it so i just had harry and harry's like yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make the introduction and once harry made that introduction mm. then it like abel could connect the dots right he's like oh he eddie's part of like that camp and Camera. he's been on shows with harrison and sam before and so should have been real quick because i'm sure he saw euphoria right so it was quick and then that's why it was literally that conversation he was like all right let's have yeah. let's put let's here's my number text chain yeah let's yeah. um let's do this and just let me know whenever you need photos let's get a lot of photos and so you gotta know how to utilize these relationships uh know? yes and right i think i've gotten better at that uh when it comes to building relationship over emails that's really freaking hard Right. Because 90% of the time they either don't respond or they forget to, or they're too busy to. Yeah. And you just don't know. And you don't want to be a pest. You know, they know that you want a job, but you know that you shouldn't just be like doing that in the first place. It's building a friendship first. Yeah. And I it's, mean, a, it's a true skill that I'm having constant trouble skill with. That people have to work at. Do you still do? I mean, you don't still do that, right? I mean, everyone knows. No, that. yeah, no, no, no. I still do that. I had a meeting with like a twenty-four, um, Gabby from a twenty-four. She's really sweet, but I had had to have a wait. Who introduced us? Somebody introduced us. Yeah, somebody introduced us and for a new show. For I want to shoot features for a twenty-four. Oh, she's like the feature. Gal. I was gonna ask you. Yeah, you'd be fucking perfect for that. I would love to shoot it, and so we had a Zoom chat. Hey man, two months shoot. LA. Dude, 30 days yeah you're done in and out you know so and if you offer them to edit your photos you'd be like oh well i want two grand more right they're i mean they're definitely like operate like an indie so i don't know the rates or anything i haven't gotten that far but we talked about certain projects um in the springtime and that's a possibility so um any good leads you can share well i lost out on oh. priscilla which they're shooting oh. right now with Jacob, Jacob Elordi's yeah. doing, uh, that would have been fun. Jacob told me he was doing that. I was like, dude, I'm gonna try to get on it. He's like, dude, you totally should. And then um, he couldn't pull the juice on you. Yeah, I mean, what are they gonna say? Have my friend Eddie shoot it, you know? No, Lee's can do that if they sometimes. Have, yeah, you know? okay. I talked to A24 after Gabby and I met each other over Zoom, and then she was like, oh, we're actually not 
producing that. So we don't have the hiring power. We're just distributing it. Mm. But, um, but I'll put your name in. And she did. She put my name in so many times in front of Sofia Coppola. And then, but they're shooting in Toronto. So no distant hires. They have to use a local. local. And so they hire somebody local and then, and then Gabby was pushing, like maybe we could have Eddie just go in as additional and shoot like a couple days here, a couple days there, you know, just do specialty unit, which is what I want to do, you know, like just shoot film. The galleries? Galleries, film, whatever. Are you good at that? I can shoot a gallery. Like you mean like to light one and shoot one? I want to get more experience shooting galleries because I barely did any right because i want to learn and shadow and just learn about the lights and how to do it all okay yeah so i've been asking other union photographers hey can i just shadow i'll volunteer or whatever right 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 they all say yes but because of covid rules and union right it's a little bit tough no i mean union rules i don't think i mean i because galleries are non-union Galleries are considered different things. I learned. There's trying to some some commercials or some shows sometimes will request all union crew. Mm. Yeah, if you're in the union, I guess it works in favor for you. But if you're not, it's yeah, it sucks. Would you shoot a feature outside the state? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Mm. You know. Do you know Wing? Wing. Uh, no. He he was the still photographer for One Car Y. I no. follow him on Instagram. He's he's amazing. Like my profile picture was a photo. That is a still that he took from In the Mood for Love. I saw that. Yeah, for a long Great time. Great film. It was, yeah. But he did all the stills for that back in that very romanticized Hong Kong, you know, yeah. 80s era with like all those. I could see you do that. Like Tony Leong and Maggie. Yeah, I, it, would, it would be a dream. But, um, okay. but anyways, yeah, I would work outside of you know, the States, the country to shoot stuff like that. Other than one car, why what's another movie that's been made that you wish you shot? Oh, um, like drive drive. Yeah. Gosling. Yeah. Nicholas. Wanting yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eddie, um, when you get approached by a producer for a job, like what are the questions that you always ask? We don't get approached by producers unless you're talking about photo producers. We get hired by the uh, network. The, yeah, you're right. I'm not in the union, so um, the gatekeepers. Yeah, that would be the photo producers. But sometimes they, we have to get on a call with that the producer, and they have to interview us and just to make sure you're not crazy. Just to see if like the vibe works. You yeah, know? you're not resentful or bitter. Right, or if, not like, you know, they just want to. I've actually only had that happen once. Like I had to get on a call with the producers and they I'm happy they want, to do that yeah which is cool it's, it's like cr- it's get, like a date yeah you get yeah, a little facetime drive with someone but you know i think photo producers they do that too they like submit your name and they like give it to the producers and then they pick you know and so it's and what questions do you ask well a photo producer just reached out to me for potential film in january but it's just over email so my first question was like oh um how long are we talking about? What's the time frame of this? Because she just said starts January 17th. I'm thinking like New York, LA. You know, it's in New York and LA, but what's the time frame we're looking at? Oh, so, it's cold. So cold. I know. And then it's funny because my girl's moving back from the East Coast next week. And oh, she lives. She moved out there to help her folks out oh, okay. with their business. And then like she's moving back next week. And I'm like, fuck she moves back and then i and then if i take this job i go out to like new york like fuck that nothing is for sure 
until I'm actually on set shooting photos. <laughs> I thought you were going to say nothing's for sure until I see my name on the call sheet. That too, right? You have yeah. to like be on but set being shooting. Being physically on day one, that's yeah. when you know it's a job. You're just like, okay, cool. I'm on this job. Yeah, because everything could change, you know, so fast. Yeah. Like, oh, They're like saying, oh, we don't need stills. Right. Or like, oh, this, we're going to go another direction. Like even with Euphoria, right? Another they're direction. saying like, oh yeah, season three. I'm like, I don't, I, I'm not just counting on like, oh, I'm a sure foot in for season three. Like until I'm on set shooting season three, day one, whatever I'm not, I don't consider myself, I didn't get the job, you know? And you have that Rolex that you want. I mean, I like watches. I'm not like, I'm not a collector. I'm not a collector of anything. I like to use hey, the to each his own, man. Yeah, I like to use the things that, even the cars, I don't feel like there's a point in collecting it. I don't have the space or the money, and like, I drive everything I have. How many cars do you have? I have three cars right now. Whoa. I know, it's a lot for LA, but you know, it makes sense. It's like. It's a lot for one person. No, it's not for one person because I gave my diesel, my Cayenne diesel to my girl to drive. And then I got another car, another daily. And then I have my Lotus as my like, you know, it's too small. I I drive that a lot. I drive that all the time and I take it to the track and stuff like that. But it's just hard to like drive that for work. Um, (laughs) You can't fit really anything like I could fit two Pelican cases in my. And they're all looking at you. Yeah, it's a flashy car, and yeah. it's like I love cars, not for like the for the flex. I like it because it's just I like how they drive. Like my I, new yeah, daily is a '95 Mercedes. It's an old Mercedes, but you know how to take care of these. I don't like to work on cars just because I don't have the garage space for you it. Have a, and then you have a go-to body shop then. I don't like. Um, I don't like getting like my hands dirty. Like I changed out the corner <laughs> lenses on my Mercedes the other day and my hands were filthy afterwards. I'm like, this is so there, stupid. there are gloves you can use. Eddie. There are gloves. Yeah. But yeah, I've worked on cars like growing up, like doing oil changes. I worked at a mechanic shop when I was like 12 years old. It was no. like my parents' friends mechanic shop. And oh, I that could not have been oils. your idea. No, that was totally my idea. I love cars. I like oh, grew wow. up around cars and how often do you hit the track? The last time I went was in June. So it's been a minute. But summer was summer recent. gets hot, so we try to. There's not a lot of people running in the summer, and then but now the weather's cooling down. Yeah, you gotta My take care of those trying tires. to get me to go this Friday, but like I'm like it's so far out. Chuck Walla is so far; it's like three and a half hours out. I'm like, I'm nope. Not. Yeah, I'm like, there's Big Willow. That's an hour away. I'll go oh, to okay. Big Willow all day. Willow Springs and okay. the Bun Willow is like two hours. That's kind of my max. I've been up to. Laguna Seca. I like drove my Lotus up there, tracked Damn. it, and then came back home. And that was a lot. But I, you know, you have to make a whole trip out it's of that. It's a nice me time kind of day. But yeah, it's fun. I love going to the track. But it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of prep work you have to do on your car. You know, oil change, brake flush, brake pads, tires. Do you um, use synthetic oil? I think most blends are synthetic now. Yeah. Where's um, a good place to buy those? I get it from my friend. He gets it from. Um, a wholesaler, but I run Moltool uh, V300. That's such a good oil. Back to my original question, not what questions you ask, but it's more like, what should you ask? This is like pre-union. Obviously ask your rate, ask how much the hourly rate is, ask um, am I on an eight hour guarantee, 10 hour guarantee? I think you should always push for 10 hour guarantee. Just What does that mean? You just can't get a lot done in like eight hours. The guarantee is just like if they give you a 10 hour guarantee, you know, anything after eight is overtime, which is delicious time and a half. And so 
and it just affords you allows you to you don't feel rushed i guess to to have to get something most sets can't really get anything done within eight hours like you can't really do your job well in eight hours you got to have like 10 hours at least to like to get the shots you need yeah get the stuff you need and also you got to give yourself the time to like download these images onto your computer and you know do a photographer's edit look through them delete all the shitty photos you know ask them if um they want you to do any post work any renaming because that's all that should all be on the clock you shouldn't do any of it for free yeah it's it's our livelihoods and so companies shouldn't expect to do things you to do things for free and some of them do for instance drive the hard drive of coverage to their lot at like 10 o'clock at night and you're like wait are you gonna pay me for it they're like no it's part of your your job and you're like no it's not that's happened to me a few times disney (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i brought that up to them and i i i got blacklisted from disney really yeah for like how do you know that because they just um called me and my guys yeah this happened a while ago well it, it was funny it was a funny story i i called them out on it not intentionally but they found out <laughs> just because you didn't want to drive at 10 o'clock to j- deliver a drive well i called them out like their practices as horseshit i was like that's fucking horseshit dude you guys can't expect people to do things for free that's like mm. so taking advantage of like your employees so when you're in the union can you um ask for different pay rates or do you have to go by the union rules but of the hourly like no the union is just a scale rate that's like the lowest that they have to pay you so the minimum is 50 to 70 an hour but you can no there's a scale the minimum is like and it goes up every year you know three percent for inflation that's just the lowest these union employers can pay their employees and it took me a hot minute before i realized like oh you can negotiate your hourly rate you don't have to just work at scale so it could be a lot more it could be a lot more and i don't feel like people need to work at scale i i won't say the 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 name of the employer but when i did this job in new york as a distant hire over the summer i asked for way more than scale how much (laughs) i was like i want 120 an hour guaranteed 10 and they said okay okay you don't ask they'll never give it to you you just gotta ask the only thing they could say is, no, we can't do that. <sighs> but, you know, you could have a frank and honest and candid conversation with your employer. Like, what can mm-hmm. you do? Like, I really want this. I'm down to meet you somewhere, but, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I had that conversation. And, you know, money talk is always tough, can be tough, because mm-hmm. who really taught you how to do that nobody you have to like figure that out yourself and every time it's a new lesson right and you kind of have to have thick skin but um but you know i feel like when i first started out my friend matthew young i would always ask him like hey how much should i charge for this and his answer to me was always like well what is your worth like what's your time worth to you Mm -hmm. it's just how much your time is worth to you for this project you know and factor in this and that and you'll have your answer and so did you ever struggle with like am i coming off as like too entitled versus how much i'm valuable yeah i think i struggle with that but i think um, cuz it's hard to be objective yeah. when you're the one asking for whatever i think i deserve and what i think i'm valuable for i have pretty thin skin when i talk about rates and stuff like that and a lot of times you just take what 
you're offered. As I was saying, this is our livelihoods and, you know, this is our craft and we put a lot into it and it's LA. It's LA. It's expensive. And, um, cause if I want to hire you, Eddie, I'm basically buying you because of your experience and your eye first. Right. And so there is that too, right? If your the employer kids. comes to you looking for you. And I feel like that's why I had like an edge on that negotiation for that job because they came to me and then, and then I knew the director had asked for me. And so it was like, okay, well you gave me that much. So I know the director wanted me. So good luck if, going back to the director and be like, we couldn't get him because we didn't want to pay him that much, you know? And for me, it had to make sense because I had to leave town and I had dogs and, you know, everything just, the numbers have, have to work. That's what I say all the time. I'm like, look, I would love to do this, but the numbers have to make sense for me. This is what I'll be comfortable, you know, doing. And you don't ever want to accept a job at a rate that you're not happy with because you're just going to do it begrudgingly and that's shitty like i want to go into a job like I putting have. my best foot forward and like yes i'm stoked to be here they're paying me what i want and i'm gonna deliver above and beyond that's what i want to you know walk on is any set any job feeling so um and a lot of times the numbers have to make sense for you to feel that way or it helps when the numbers make sense and so um, the numbers made sense for that for that show. They they mm-hmm. were able to meet me there. I got so many stories to tell you about. I won't say it here, but like with non-union uh, job rates, it's kind of astounding. Right. So when I got into the union, and it's been over a decade now. Good. Oh, 2012. Yeah, November 2012. Oh, happy anniversary. Thanks. Oh, yeah, it's been a fucking decade. You got to go. Crazy. I still have the first, um, my drive-on pass. Oh, you keep that. I kept that one. Just that one. Yeah. Keeps you humble? It's just like a memento. I don't know. It's on my cork board. It's funny. It was from Andrea Stryber. She used to work at Warner Brother, Art Stryber's sister. God, you have such good memory. And um, No, Andrea. I mean, I've known Andrea for a long time, and it was for Heart of Dixie. It was like November something, and it was like, and it was because of, that was my first uh, union job mm-hmm. after getting to the union it was wild was it eye-opening because you're like oh my god it's so professional there's like catering everyone's like you know, i mean there was that on food network stuff you know okay. it was just like Fuck. but yeah something felt different it was just it was a union thing and you know it was all fucking like green and but proud and like wearing my your name 60 iatsi local 600 hoodie that didn't fit well and I think it took me several years after I was in the union, maybe like five years after I got in Mm. before the grind got to me. And I was like, oh my God, everything looks the fucking same. That was when I was like starting to think like, how do I set myself apart from every other still photographer? What could I do? And you have to like invent a certain look. And as creatives, I feel like it's important to do personal projects so you could constantly reinvent your look and mm. do test shoots. And no, that's a great thing to say. You have to, you know, otherwise you just get stale and fucking salty and irrelevant. Oh, that's me, baby. Well, don't get yourself okay. out of that rut. Um, yes, Eddie. And so my really good friend, Ben Morris, amazing fashion photographer that I've known for a long time. He taught me how to shoot very editorially, very loose, you know, um, a lot of like Dutch angles and cockeyed and shit like that. 
and he shot on a lot of film and my dad gave me a lot of film cameras growing up. So that was the first medium I shot on was like, you know, film on his F2 on, on the RB six, seven he gave me and stuff like that. So, so I was like, okay, cool. Um, maybe I'll just start taking these old film cameras to set and shooting a couple roles, getting paying, paying for them to get developed and scanned and then turning them in. And I did Mm -hmm. that. I did that on, I think the most consistently on animal kingdom at first TNT's animal kingdom. And then the photo producers and Turner has an amazing photo department. They're so amazing. They're so awesome. They just accept all that like creative angles and, you know, um, and so I, um, turned it in and then they came back. They were like, dude, the film stuff looks great. Can you shoot more? I'm like, yes, you got, you, you guys got to pay for it though. Cause it's expensive. They're like, yeah, yeah, we could allocate like two, two roles a, a, a day you're on, you know, set. And I'm okay. like, yeah, which was like, all right. You know, I mean, it's not bad. It's, like, it's not bad. What, 72 shots. Yeah. But compared to like, you know, like <laughs> idol or like HBO, they're just like, Oh yeah. Do you shoot 70% on film. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. I was gonna I'll ask- turn in like 400 photos. Like, you know, on film a week. God, that made me so nervous because you might catch them like half blinking. Yeah, you just shoot tons, you know. You, I mean, it's um, and so you know, so I started doing that, and then it created some kind of look, obviously. And yeah, then, you found your style. Yeah, your signature, and then, right? And then for Euphoria, they had me on there, and Greg uh, that initially hired me for that, he was like, "Yeah, I like the film stuff you do. Yeah. You shoot a little bit different from, you know. I think it'll be a good match for this show." And then same thing happened with Euphoria started shooting yeah, thank roles, God. turning it in and then they were like shoot more film the film stuff is amazing you know yeah. like we want this we're gonna use it for social and so that's how it happened and then season two obviously we're hiring you back because you've built like this relationship with the cast and the crew and shoot film we want you yeah. to shoot film and at first it was like maybe shoot 30 70 film to digital and then it became 50 50 and then at the end it was like 70 30 uh, so speaking of Euphoria, just to touch up on that, um, I, I love the show, and I'm so glad it shoots on film. Negative. Oh, you watch season two? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I binge watched season two. Um, I love season two a little bit more actually because it plays out like a thriller. Yeah. With uh, secrets and lies and more raw and yeah, gritty. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the colors are different. It's uh, it's got that tungsten, a lot of yeah. that. Um, they, yeah. And but. I've and I started reading about it, lots of articles. I love reading about stuff that I love, and I read your articles as well. I'm still mind blown, Eddie. Why it takes about a month to shoot an episode? I mean, I think that's more. I get it's on film that t- that, does that, take I mean, a little longer, but and there are these great setups, but not a whole lot. But it's yeah. like a month, Eddie. I think that's just more of Sam's creative process. You know, assuming I, you guys are shooting every day. Yeah, yeah we Six shoot every day. No, five days a week, and then I feel like there are a lot of creative, you know, inputs and changes oh. that they make sometimes on the fly. And per so, episode, right? Like per per. You day. may have shot <laughs> per day. Oh, and geez. so um, so yeah, sometimes changes. You know, um, <sighs> we have to reshoot stuff, or you know, yeah, it's just like things change. The script changes, and this doesn't work. That doesn't work, but. I feel like That's the incredible. process is important. Sam delivers, you know? He delivers at the end, so... No, it's fantastic. 
so and that's just creative that's just his creative process and it works for him and it ultimately works because he produces something that that people are into people like mm-hmm. to watch i mean same with idol idol took a while we had some reshoots you know um did he direct as well he directed yeah version two he came okay. on to direct version two and i feel like that's um it's gonna be good man i'm so excited for that to is it still six episodes to premiere it's five 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 episodes premieres five hours. Uh, june next year and um oh, we gotta wait that long i know this was come out i think in november and then they pushed it yeah i heard about that are you gonna come back for euphoria three like I told you, man, until I'm on set, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I you get the call sheet. Oh, they, that's my name, and I'll show up right. at 6 a.m. on day one. Or you never get the call, and you're like, oh, I guess they went with somebody else, you know. I don't know. You just, yeah, nothing is for sure. Yeah, but eight months, did, did that have a toll on you psychologically? Oh, yeah, I was so burned out by the that's time we too. wrapped, um, we sort of wrapped Idol in, in the summer, like July 15th when we wrapped that part of idol i was like oh my god i'm so burned out because i hadn't stopped working taking on projects since september of 2020 we didn't work for six months because of covid you know march to like september september and then when september the did that feel good coming back what the break yeah yeah but it was also like covid it was like you know everything was unknown you know Your hands are tied. yeah you couldn't really do anything yeah. everybody was just like um getting cabin fever and like whatever i mean it was cool i enjoyed the covid the quarantine and then the world was in a different place and you know um and then we all went back to work and then i just never stopped working since september 2020 and it was just like that's great though it's great and then but you know with our jobs because we're still considered freelance we try to take whatever comes to us and Oh, yeah. And so it's just like it could lead to this like never ending kind of like it could ruin relationships and like your health. And so Mm -hmm. I was like mentally really burned out by by July. Are you an introvert? I am. Me too. Most people think I'm like a party goer. I'm not. I I can be. That's Instagram. I mean, I could go out and be extroverted, but I, that's not where I get my energy. Like I get so I could so go out and turn that on. Yeah, I could turn it on, but I'll I lose steam after like one social event. Like this is my one social event of the day. Like I'm burned out after this. I'm like I'm gonna go back home and hang out with my dogs. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. Yeah, I, I got, just I just can't. I have a time like, limit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about the critical importance of usage rights and like? buyouts and like why we should be aware of this the critical importance well if you think i think it's important to own your own work and i wish i did with all the stills um i'm I'm shooting but i don't sadly because that's just how the contracts have been written way before i started the buyouts are like that but i feel like with commercial projects you could definitely charge for usage and own your photos own your work and i think that's important it's very important to charge for usage because you created that and companies whether they're big and small they're going to use that to generate um as advertising and they're going to generate revenue based on that kind of advertising and so do you write that estimate in your contract before you take the job yeah absolutely you send them i have a whole um 
not you a, have whole a template. Thing. I have a template, an estimate template. Oh, can I see, can I get that? Yeah, yeah, I can send it to you. And then so I'll write down like usage, my day rate usage, you know, whatever fees associated to so it. So when you when and then you stipulate like, you know, usage terms like one year global unlimited web only or whatever, you know. Yeah. And so and I was talking to my friend Matthew, um, because I because he shot this American Express campaign, which is amazing, you know. It was all over LAX and, you know, when they send you American Express, you know, sign up cards in the, in the mail, it's like his photo. And, um, and I saw it just like a couple months ago and I sent him a photo of it and then he's like, yeah, man, that was such a rad project. He goes, I actually just got another check from them cause they renewed the, the thing and it was probably like a hundred K, you know? Yeah, so usage is so important on those jobs. So like, when Euphoria season two, you got that beautiful still of Zendaya as right. multiple billboards, right? And you must have gotten like at least four figures every, well, not every time, but just because it was already pre-written in your contract. <laughs> no, that doesn't work like that because bummer. Yeah, um, that's you got part nothing. Of, I got nothing for that. The billboards. The billboards, because that was part of they will come back and push back and say, well, you shot that on set. You didn't really light that. You know, that was all part of unit. But you fucking clicked. I know. And, and then it was like, and then, you know, my pushback was like, but you guys use that for key art. Right. Key art is like a totally different rate. It's like advertising. You didn't win that battle? I did not win that battle, but. Did that sting your relationship with HBO? No, they made it up to me. Like How? in other ways, they they gave me two key arts for Idol. So you made a hundred grand. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Um, Even though it's web only. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. okay. No, they made up for it. I have a good relationship with HBO. They've been um, an amazing like uh, network to work with, just because of the freedom. Yeah. They kind of let me. They don't give me any notes, man. They just let me oh, go wow. in there and do my thing, and and that's like I feel like what every creative really pines after, like just to have that kind of freedom. Mm. Like, Oh, we like your look. Okay, cool. Here's a project. Shoot it the way That's you the shoot That's the best it. kind of boss. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's, they, it's been really they hire yeah. you and they don't have to worry about you. Yeah. They don't worry. Yeah. And that's probably like the relationship we have, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Eddie knows what we need, what we can use. He's good he, at it. He could just get let what him we fly. need. And so yeah, we'll just let him do his thing and, and vice versa. You know, he doesn't like to be, reined in and you know i think the only note they gave me on idol was like can you not shoot so much black and white you know <laughs> film and i'm like why not they're like you know because we could turn it. any image to black and white but we we can't turn it into color and i was kind of bummed about that because i love black and white photography i think there's a timeless look to black and white yeah you know like 30 years from now they're gonna look at some of that black and white stuff i shot for euphoria and they'll be like oh my god these images still fuck i want to see look, those you know relevant um yeah, there's so much they haven't. I turned in, I think, over 5,000, well over 5,000 film frames. Yeah. Five. Over 5,000. My goodness. I think the receipts were over 20,000. Wow. Yeah. I'm not good with math, but I think that's 100,000 rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot of rolls, man. Um, Damn. But yeah, so they were super rad to work but you on. but you get um usage and licensing uh rights and extra payment for other union jobs other than that billboard for zendaya no i don't think so i don't think um it's always a buyout even if like they hire photographers these days to yeah. shoot key art 
Like if they have Ockenfels like shoot a key art, I think it's a buyout. They want people to sign. What's buyouts. the going range if key art for like if to sell your to give total buyout? Oh, like after you shot a show or it's probably six figures. I would think close to six figures. They probably you know holy shit. Maybe I don't know. I actually so you get a hundred grand for doing nothing. No, it's not nothing, right? It's like because they could reuse it. They own it basically. So. You know, they'll, but that's in your, I don't know what like a big gallery shooter, their buyout is maybe like 60 grand, 60, 80, a hundred. I don't know. Maybe Ockenfels could pull that. I don't know. Yeah. And listeners that's outside of the day rate, the labor, uh, the gear rental, all that stuff. It's just like the, the creative IP property that they want to use for publishing online and offline. I did, you know, when I used to do these Nike um, commercial print shoots, I was a second shooter. And that I thought my fun. rate was pretty decent as a second shooter until I learned um, <laughs> the first shooter. And, and it depends, right? I worked with like... The first shooter's 100K. Oh, easily. I worked with like... 100K? Julia Noni, Nathaniel Goldberg. I think Nathaniel Goldberg's rate when we were in Hawaii for two weeks, it was... Oh. 30k a day oh and we were there for like two weeks and he had a pre-light week which i'm sure he gave them a deal on but he made 30k a day and then after the shoot was done he sold each each image he probably charged 10 to 15 so and they use like i don't know it's half a million for him yeah easily yeah so nike pays big this is all like written down before day one like this is the buyout for whatever image you guys for choose. him yeah oh yeah i'm sure his agents negotiate but you do the that. same like hey I'm i i sent in like an estimate of how much you know i wanted to charge and you know whatever and and this is project by project basis so your contract's always different yeah it's always different okay. for every job because like total buyout all nike campaigns were tier one spring summer campaigns some oh, yeah. of them were smaller you know web only or this is a commercial you know okay um but yeah, they generally pay really well. I hope I get there. Anyways. Eddie, this has been a real treat. Uh, we'll probably never see each other again um, because I'm very... Uh, introverted? Yeah, I'm very introverted. But I still I still ask out friends a lot, but I get ghosted. Um, so good luck on your next venture. And I hope you get on Euphoria Season 3. I do too. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Take care. <laughs>